No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house. If you've got questions concerning taxes, if you haven't filed your taxes for 2019, it is coming quickly. We only have until October 15th. If you have a business, an LLC that is multi-member or corporation, 1065, 1120s those were due on 9-15, so you may be late at this point. That's assuming you filed an extension in the first place. Otherwise, you are just late, period. But it's time to talk taxes, and if you want to join the show, you can. I am live here, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. So we have a lot of things going on lately, um, many questions coming from some of my listeners and clients concerning, obviously, um, payments. Many people mailed in a check and then obviously it's been months and they hadn't cleared the bank. So in some cases we have people that we told them to go ahead and make a payment because we had no proof in those cases that they had actually mailed the payment. They, besides their word, but there was no secured uh, tracking. So, um, and then the checks are clearing the bank. And so some cases they're getting double payments. Some cases the people made stop payments. The IRS is bouncing payments. Um, or getting return payments, I should say. Um, this is a bit more confusing than our normal situation, and that's all because the mailroom was months behind. Obviously, they're getting caught up because they're finding checks and they're starting to deposit them. Uh, the downside to that conversation is, is that if you already paid the bill once, you could end up either paying it twice, so I would double-check and make sure you made a stop payment. If you do bounce a check on the IRS, there are fees that they can uh, charge you, so you'll need to make sure you've documented that the payment cleared and the reason why you made the stop payment, et cetera, uh, so that there's a chance of getting that penalty waived. Most importantly is tracking. So whenever you send something to the IRS, a check, a communication of any sort, you need to make sure that there's tracking on it. So we have documentation showing that you filed this and that they received it. And that way, you know, if you've got proof that they've received your check, but they just never cashed it, I would wait it out, especially in this year where we know that the mailroom was months behind in doing everything they need to do. But most importantly, you need to make sure that your communication is tracked because otherwise there's no guarantee the IRS received it. Therefore, you may be waiting and accumulating penalties and interest on money that you assume they would get and they didn't. So very important for you to be able to track your information first lesson in dealing with the IRS, always make sure that you have a paper trail. That is just common sense. Um, if you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Maybe you're dealing with an IRS issue at this time, or maybe you haven't filed taxes in a number of years. I am an enrolled agent licensed with the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. So that's pretty much what I do. So if you haven't filed for a number of years and you're just sitting there going, I don't even know where to start, how to start, 
um, it comes down to this. You have to start, right? And you need someone to help you. That would be me. So all you need to do is pick up the phone or easiest way is to go to my website, drfriday.com and make an appointment. The calendar is right there on screen and set up a time for us to talk. Initial appointments are always free. Make sure that we're all on the same page and we're doing the same things. That way you know that you're going to get the service that you need. Again, if you want to join the show, though, you can pick up the phone at 615-737-9986 to take your messages or take your calls, I should say. We all know that there is an election coming up very, very soon. And if you don't like what's going on, the only way you're going to change it one way or the other is to vote. So no matter what side, what situation, you need to vote based on what is, is your core belief um, and, and move forward, but you need to vote. So that way, you know, there are going to be some pretty big differences from my standpoint, which is the financial and tax standpoint. There are some pretty different changes that, you know, each party holds. So make sure you do your research. I'm not going to get into politics on this show, but, um, I think it's very important that we all vote. So make sure you study the candidates that you, you know, we got two, so it can't be that difficult to study them. Um, and also I guess study your vice presidents because, um, who knows who's going to be president in the long run. So make sure you understand how all that's going to work and, you know, vote for what you think is going to be best for this country. It used to be the majority, um, was the situation, but nowadays it always seems like it's the minority. So we just need to make sure that we're voting for what's going to be best for this country overall. All right, so if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Again, we have to file our personal tax returns by October 15th, which is, goodness gracious, less than a month away. So if you're working on your taxes or you're like, I don't know where to go or how to get going, you need to file because a couple different things. We all know that the stimulus check was based on, they, they gave money out based on 18, but it's actually based on your filing of 2019. So if you have a little less money in 19, or if you made more money in 19, um, if you had a child, you didn't have a child, that's all going to change. Cause when you file your 2020, they're going to reconcile this information. Now I will tell you at this point, the stimulus is not taxable. So, um, my understanding is the, that the IRS made a mistake um, there isn't any way that they're going to correct it if you got too much money. If you didn't get enough money, though, you will be able to get the additional funds on your 2020 tax returns. So you are going to want to be in compliance because um, when they sent out the original stimulus, they could not apply it against back taxes. Um, but when it's on your 2020 tax return, guess what? That's not going to apply. So if you owe money, they're going to apply it and then send it against that at this point. But there's also a chance of a second stimulus. So making sure your taxes are up to date and that you've applied for everything that you need to apply for um, is a best way of moving forward and doing what you need to do. So not filing taxes, probably not the best thing in the world to have accomplished. So making sure that you're dealing with some of the best things that you have and dealing with their taxes is something you need to handle. Um, so you have questions. If you are 
filing uh, for the first time because many times, uh, due to the stimulus, many kids that were 18, 19, 20 in the year of 2019 actually filed their own tax returns because they were able to get a stimulus check for $1,200 instead of the parents getting the $500 for the dependent uh, situation. Um, so, and they didn't actually get the additional stimulus. They just got to deduct them on the tax return. So the question comes in 2020, if your child is a full-time student and all in all, they work and make $4,000 a year or something, which means they are really, truly your dependent. How are we going to file our 2020 tax returns? And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not absolutely positive because in all honesty, usually we would claim them on the parents' tax returns. They are the one that's totally supporting these children, um, and there is no advantage. But, you know, uh, with the way the COVID has affected the financials, at this point, I would say we're going to be putting them on hold, but normally we're going to file the best way that usually is going to save the best taxes, which is usually putting the child because they can't get the credit for their education if they didn't pay for it, and if they're under the age of 22 – they're being supported by their parents. They're going to be disallowed on some of the credits. So you need to understand what's the best one for you and your family. Because I have so many people call me and say, oh, but my brother files like this and he always gets more money than I do. Well, A, I don't know if his brother's head of household or if he's married. Is there children? What age are the children? Et cetera, et cetera. So doing what someone else says is good isn't always going to be the best policy. What we want to make sure is that we're doing what's best for you and the right thing. So if you are legally married and you hit that button head of household, because you know what? I get a larger refund. Um, yeah, that's just wrong, period. So you want to make sure you're following the tax laws. You want to make sure the taxes, when we file our taxes in the best of situations, we want to be able to file them, scan in all the documentation that justifies them and move forward. We don't want to be looking backwards, worried that the IRS is going to be looking at them or auditing them because they do. A lot more paper audits are done than we used to have. They did actually send a memo out uh, just last year month, I think, or last week, excuse me. And it basically stipulated that the IRS is stopping to send collection letters out all because of what I started the show with. People's checks are sitting in the mailroom, yet the IRS was sending out letters with interest and penalties on money the individuals paid on time, meaning July 15th, at least at the time of filing their tax returns. So it was very confusing. We had a I shouldn't say a ton, but, you know, five, six, seven letters that came through and people are like, do I actually owe this? But because they haven't cashed the check yet, what am I supposed to do? Um, and at this point, we told everyone to wait, because if you have proof that you made payments, you need to wait because they weren't posting the payments, but yet they were sending out collection letters. So if you received one of those um, and it happened to you, you need to make sure you're not paying twice. That's the important part of that conversation. And just keep in mind that when you're filing your taxes, you do need to scan and keep those documents. I always say for seven years, all in all, they're not going to audit more than two to three years. But if they find a big situation, they can go back further and further. So I always say seven years, save your tax documents. Nowadays, it's not so hard because you can scan everything in. So it's not like you have to have all these boxes sitting in the garage, which hate to tell you, but when you go looking in those boxes a few years later, you might find that a lot of those receipts and documents that you thought were so safe um, didn't really weather well in the garage. So um, 
just a point of interest, you might want to just take the time, scan them in. That way you've got everything backed up on a, a digital hard drive or, and I would make a secondary drive, put it someplace safe so that you can always access it. God forbid something happened to your main file. So, um, Make sure you're dealing with that and moving forward on your situation. So if you want to join the show, maybe you've got tax questions. Maybe you have someone that hasn't filed taxes in a number of years, or maybe you're just not sure exactly how you're supposed to go about filing these taxes. Just give the show a call. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. Taking your calls. And we're going to talk more about how we can make a deal with the IRS. They do have the Fresh Start program and what exactly that means for some of you that maybe owe a lot more money than you think you're ever going to be able to pay back. And there's liens or levies against your house or paychecks. What can you do to maybe get a break from that and maybe work out something? Or is it a fact that you're not going to be able to? When we get back, we'll take your calls and also talk to these individuals. So you can do that, 615 737 9986. We're also going to go to the phone lines when we get back. Sorry, I just saw Jerry and Pete are both on the line. If you could hold through this break, I will be right back with you. All righty, we are back live here in the studio. I'm really glad that Jerry and Pete both fell through. And why don't we start with Jerry and Franklin and join the show? Hey, is Jerry there? I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. What's happening? Hey, I just had a quick question about my quarterly payments. I issued my quarterly payment that was due on the 15th. On the 11th, I got a I got a confirmation online. I did mm-hmm. it through the direct pay IRS that it went through. And I just got an email notification saying it didn't go through now. And to pay it before the penalty kicks in or the due date well i got it on the 16th and the due date is the 15th and do you feel that i'm going to pay penalties for that and should i just send in checks versus doing it online well 99 percent of the time i would tell you online is always the best way because we get that instant notification that it was accepted yeah. so you've looked in the bank and it hasn't cleared the bank Correct. I, I, okay. didn't, I never cleared the bank. It told me that so it didn't get paid I would, after the due date. I would save those letters, and I would go ahead and resubmit it because it may have okay. just been a bank typo of some sort. Uh, make sure okay. the information is right. Um, and then that way, if they try, I mean, it's only a few days that it's going to be late. If they try, you can submit those as, no, I did do it on time, and, you know, and this is what happened. And I got it on the 16th, and I immediately turned around and made it on the – 18th or whatever the date is, um, and, and resubmit it. But it still be a lot faster than snail mail, which will delay it even more. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. That's great no information. Worries. Really appreciate your show. Thank you. Appreciate you listening. All right. Uh, let's go on to Pete in Hampshire. Pete, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Uh, Thanks for holding. What can I do for yeah. you? Appreciate you uh, letting me on the radio. Um, my number one question is, I still haven't got my stimulus. I'm sure you get asked that a lot. But, <laughs> well, uh, I'm really glad you called, only because there are a lot of listeners that are actually thinking, yeah, 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 that's exactly what I have got the same problem. And I'm going to give you guys all the same really bad answer, um, because there isn't any real movement happening Um, obviously you can go to irs.gov, look and see if they've got any information. Where's my stimulus? 
Um, there's a little button there. It says yeah, that. You can, nothing. Okay. Nothing's happening. Yes. No. And then the other situation is, have you, do you know, or have you been, um, and I don't remember if we've talked in the past, but you filed 19's tax return, correct? Yep. Okay. And you filed that back in June, July, or even earlier? Earlier. Okay. Um, and you know, they received it. Like, did you get a refund? Uh, no, I actually had to pay. Okay. And did the check clear the bank? And not yet. Okay. Did you send a check with the tax return? Uh, no. Or okay, okay. Just one to you know, because obviously you can make a payment plan. There's a lot of options there, so you didn't actually have to pay it. So the question I would have is, do we know for sure that they received it? Did you e-file it, uh, or did yes. you mail it? Okay. No, we um, if you e-filed it, then there should be a confirmation, and you should be able to. Um, either look at your trip. My concern would be a, did they receive 19 and B, even if they did receive it, I've got in my own office, I can name at least 10 people that we filed their taxes in March, April, and May before the big deadline. Um, and they are still on hold. And whenever we pull up, uh, where's my stimulus, it just says either, um, at this time you don't look qualified, which doesn't make sense. They were in some cases dependent the year before in 2018, they were dependents on someone's tax return, but, I mean, these, these taxes have been filed and, and waiting. In most cases, they got refunds, so we know they received them. Um, but here's the deal. IRS still issuing them. They were supposed to be done in September. They, according to their website, they are still issuing stimulus checks. But at this point, I'm, I'm preparing my clients that you're basically going to get an additional refund for 2020 because, what, we're three months out from getting ready to file their taxes again. Yeah. Um, so, that, you know, hopefully that's not going to be the answer because in a couple of cases, they'll really lose the stimulus because at that point they'll probably apply it to an open balance. You know what I'm saying? Um, that they, they owe money. And if, if they change the rules on 2020, initially, if you had the stimulus check, it could not be applied to open balances. But, uh, but I, I paid my, all my taxes now. I'm paid up. And my concern is did it go somewhere else. Somebody else get it or. Well, it should say that on the where's your stimulus. It will tell you that it was mailed on this day. Well, it, and it, it, does, it, it, says it doesn't say that, right? Theirs is what it says. So have you tried calling the IRS on it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're not going to tell you Did they, did they say you anything to, to you like on that? No, they haven't said anything. No, said, I haven't called them on that particular the, issue. They said go back to the website. You know. Okay, you so know. they're as worthless as I am, uh, uh, and they're being paid. Um, well, answer to your question, I don't have a great answer at this point, then, because I, in most of my cases, um, it's the same situation. We're not getting any uh, correspondence from the IRS. We're not getting assistance. Um, and at this point, since it's not like an IRS issue, because they, you know, I'm just saying they supposedly opened up that phone number for uh, people needing to call for stimulus information, but apparently you've called it and it's not, um, it's not helping at all. Right. I mean, that, but, yeah, That's I'm so sorry. Dr. Friday. I was depending I on you. I know I failed you. <laughs> you've if we you've been you. my savior before. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're still calling anyways. So, all right. Well, thanks for calling anyway, sweetheart. I appreciate it. All right. Um, all right. So do I have someone else on the phone? Is Frank on the line? Frank on the line. Ah, hello. Hello, Doc. Hey. Yeah, what I have two questions. Okay. Yeah, my first, my first question is, I have an independent uh, uh, business. I have about eight, 
eight or nine people work for me. And I filed in for the SBA loan. First, I filed in for the, the payroll protection, but they never sent me anything on the payroll protection. And I filed in for the small business loan, but I never got anything back. They said, they just told me the, the, the in process since then. They have been over, I don't know how long. I have not received anything, no more email. They just sent me an email one time. They told me it was in process. And since then, I have not received anything else. Okay. So the um, one on uh, the PPP that you put in for the gentleman that was on a 1099, he needed to put his own PPP in. You can only do it for people that were W-2'd or under your own personal income from your Schedule C. Okay. Okay. And then, so, uh, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and PPP ended. So there's no more PPP money out there. At the moment, there's no loans available for PPP. Now, right. um, there, you know, there may be some EIDL numbers uh, from Small Business Association. You may still have something out there. Uh, but the PPP obviously ended back in August, I think. Right. Because before, uh, because I filed it in, in, I think, in March. Uh, right after the, the when the stimulus came out the first time, I filed in, I filed in there. I never received anything, and then I filed it for the SBA stimulus package uh, loan. I never even received. They just sent me a same process since then. Up to this time, I never received anything from them. Well, um, as far as the stimulus one, there is a phone number for the SBA. Have you tried calling them or? Uh, for, yes, or, I did. Okay, yes, I what did, did they call, say for you? I called them. They say, "Oh, y'all." Yeah, we will, we email you. Just be checking your email. We email your 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 documents are staying in process. We email you. Since then, I've you know I called them several times. So the same, since telling me the same thing. So I just stopped calling them. Okay, I would actually call back. I would call the seven one six number for assistance. Uh, do you have the phone number for that? Seven one six eight four three forty one hundred. Yes, yes, I got that okay. number. All right. Well, if you have that one, I would I would give that number a call and tell. I mean, at this point, you've not received an email. You've not received, and all this. I mean, the SBA is rather efficient. At least it seemed like to me uh, on the few of them I dealt with for people. Um, and if they didn't get something in a few days, it was because either the email was put in wrong or whatever. So I would definitely give them a call again. I mean, you can't really bug them too much and say, hey, you assign me a number because on the email, if you if you never received any emails, then that's a problem because you don't have confirmation. But if you received at least one saying that they were working on it, there would be an account number, hopefully, or something on there that you can give the assistant to to get that information. So you really need to just kind of pull up those emails that you did receive. Did you get any emails? Yeah, I got an email. I got a, I got an okay. email. It said, your job, your job. Uh, loan is in process, and we'll get okay. back to you. And then when okay, I called well, them, the guy said, the lady told me, said, oh, yeah, okay, your loan is in process. We'll get back to you. Just keep watching your email. We'll send you back your email. And it shouldn't have taken a couple of weeks at most. You know, I mean, you should have gotten some communication within a week or two after that first communication. If it's been past that, I would say call back and say, wait, I got this notice back on August and now it's you know mid September and I still haven't received an additional email. Was it rejected? Right. What was the situation? You know, what I mean, um, because it sounds like you've missed out or theoretically could could miss out on that, and you kind of want to get that straight because they may be opening up the PPP again for individuals that did not get it in the first place as part of the conversation they have in the Heroes Act. So, you know, we want to if that opens again, we need to make sure that you're like totally set up and ready to go so you don't miss out a second time on that. 
okay. if it opens. All right. Okay. Sorry, I'm not. Right, I, unfortunately, those aren't the IRS, but I would definitely call the SBA if I was you. I'd call them direct. Okay. okay? Thank you very much. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, bud. Mm -hmm. All righty. So I think, is that everyone on the phone? I think so. Is there someone else? Let me know. Um, all right. I'm in good shape. Okay. So thank you for calling, guys, because that always makes the show so much more interesting than hearing me talk about all the different subjects I find interesting, which is taxes, offering compromises. I know the stimulus has, gosh, I will tell you, it has put a whole new meaning to my business and all the situations that we're dealing with because, you know, um, we have absolutely, I mean, they finally opened up that number, but listening to my listeners and um, they're calling that number and they're giving you absolutely no help. It's kind of like calling the IRS right now. We're having a lot of frustrations getting through. Um, we are told that they are, they're hiring. So if you need a job, go to the IRS. But also um, they are getting more and more services reopened. So hopefully, guys, assuming that uh, we get control and everybody um, moves forward, we'll be able to get this issue resolved faster. But we're going to take a quick break. You can join the show at 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. We'll be right back. Similar uh, questions came to me through email bag, and they're both concerning if you're self-employed and you've got the PPP money as well as unemployment, um, you know, is my PPP going to be forgiven? Um, and, and that comes down to at least 60% of the forgiven amount must have been used for payroll cost. If you used all or most of the loan for non-payroll expenses, then you will be below that dollar amount. So here's part of the thing. When did you start your PPP? When did you start your unemployment? Because now under the PPP, we have 24 weeks that 60% of it would have had to be used. Well, most people got it based on 2.5%. Uh, so that would have been two and a half months. And so you might have been able to get your unemployment and still meet the unemployed assistance because you might have stopped unemployment and actually used the PPP. Um, in some cases, that's going to work. In other cases, um, it may be better for you to not apply for forgiveness, which in some cases could create a hardship, but 1% loan over five years, pretty sweet uh, for most small businesses, very difficult to... Um, go to a bank and get money at that rate. I guarantee you, I've never been offered it. Maybe there is something out there I don't know of, but um, it may be that your PPP will not be forgiven. And remember, a lot of us have just started the process for the forgiveness. Um, I know I was working on a Bank of America situation um, and some banks are, are reading the law as eight or up to 24 weeks. And some are very black and white, eight weeks, 24 weeks. You choose which way you're going. In the case that we are working on one that we are going to use the 24-week 
um, well, actually, we only need like 11, but 24 week situation. Now we have to wait until mid October to apply for forgiveness because they're only allowing it to be applied as soon as you've hit the 24 week deadline. Um, so every bank is going to be different is all I'm saying. And if you are a small business owner and you applied for unemployment as well as PPP, um, in many cases, let's just be honest, you may have been making a good chunk of money for a period of time there, uh, able to keep your business going. Hopefully you were able to also move forward and keep your business going. Um, you know, again, PPP money, you know, kind of went, um, it should have initially was going to be for almost all payroll, but it can be 40% can be used for paying rent and utilities, health insurance, um, and certain interests on mortgages, but it would have to be a business, a very, um, very close number. And when you're going through the forgiveness process, you need to have specific documents. And a lot of small business owners work where? From home, take home office. So you don't actually pay rent in the true sense of the word you use by square footage and it's a percentage of. So your whole rent wouldn't be right off. Your whole utility bill wouldn't be a write off. It would still be a portion. And then you have to be able to document, document exactly um, the mortgage payments or rent payments, utility payments, percentage, proof of square footage. It's not as black and white as you like to think it is. So all I'm saying is making sure, and if you are going through the PPP forgiveness and you are an employer with multiple employees, um, Make sure most tax softwares, I shouldn't say uh, most accounting softwares, um, we use uh, QuickBooks and they have reports already designed in there that we can use for our Schedule A, which is the itemization because they ask for each employee four-digit code for the last four digits of Social Security as far as I'm concerned, um, the dollar amount paid. And then in some cases, um, if it was over 40 hours or under and it counts as one or half, depending on um, total number of employees that worked from what you originally said. So if you have a company that has 50 employees and last year when you or when you earlier in the year, when you use the information for the PPP and you said we have 50 employees um, and you still have to have 50 full time employees, if you said we have 50, otherwise you could be penalized, even if you spent all of the money. Um, if you don't have the right or the same number of employees or more, you may not be fully forgiven for the total dollar amount. They can penalize you up to 25 or 50%, depending on how far you came down. The reason they extended it for 24 weeks was for you to be able to get your employees back up. Um, I know that's a lot to take on the radio because it, this is a little bit more in depth. But the most important thing I'm really talking to is not businesses that only got PPP or if the businesses had to lay off their employees and the employees got unemployment. I'm talking to my small entrepreneurs that in some cases they got PPP and they got um, uh, unemployment. That is what we really need to make sure we have uh, for you. So it looks like we have Taylor from Antioch. Hey, Taylor. Taylor, you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can now, sir. Okay. Uh, I have a couple of questions. Uh, I would like to know what forms I need to fill out to send into my IRA and stock accounts so they can withhold deductions on my earnings. Um, so when you're taking your RMD, are you taking requirement on distributions or are you just taking <laughs> money out of your IRA? I'm, I'm just taking a requirement. Required distributions 
but I want uh, want them uh, to hold out uh, uh, on my income. I want them to hold out uh, deductions uh, during the year. That way, I don't have to pay them at the end of the year. Right. Um, they'll they're going to most likely send you that form. It's either a W nine. Um, it's or W four actually one of those. It's a it's just a withdrawal form I guess here I'm looking at it and it's just the form that they they're going to send with their letterhead. It's just going to ask you most likely what percentage you want withheld unless you know an exact dollar amount. Most of the time it's ten percent, fifteen percent, you know whatever it is that you're looking to have withheld. Okay, I tried to get forms from them, but uh, they don't want to talk with? if if you don't have a broker. So I'll just fill out a W nine or. Which company are you with? Say again. What, are you with Vanguard, Fidelity? Uh, yes, uh, two or three of them. And then okay. I have stocks also, which would be the same form. So, yeah, so according to the um, – I just pulled up Vanguard just to find out because I didn't know the answer. But they actually do have a distribution form. Um, I don't know if you're a computer guy or not, um, but if you are, you can certainly email me and I can copy this form to you. I mean, it's a blank form that's on the website here. Um, if you're not a computer guy, you're going to have to get back on the phone and see if they can just mail you an IRA distribution request form. And on that form has the amount of money you want to have taken out. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, it looks like we, I think, have one more person, and I think it was Pete. Is Pete still on the phone? Hello, yeah. Pete. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, I built my uh, 2019 tax uh, returns on the uh, July the 12th, and I haven't received it yet. Is okay, that... so you had a refund, but you mailed it, like yeah, paper mailed I it? A, yeah, paper mailed it, and, and I do have a refund. And it's going to be another no, 30 to 60 days. What that? You did a tracking, so you know they received I, it, but the IRS mailroom was like months behind because of COVID. They didn't have anybody working there for whatever reason. Um, apparently, they were afraid they would get COVID from envelopes. I don't know, but doesn't make a difference. What happened was is that none of the paper, if you mailed it by paper, you're talking at least, and I, I think I've said this a month ago, I said, oh, another 30 days. So hopefully another 30 days, they'll have it posted and then they'll either mail or electronically transfer, depending on whatever you selected, your money. But it is definitely taking four times longer than what we normally have. It's ridiculous. Oh, but, okay. I, yeah. was, I, was just, I, I figured that was the reason I just... You know, Good question, though. No, and I appreciate because, again, you know, when you guys call in and ask those questions, it's so awesome because I know a lot of people listening are like, wait, I haven't got my refund either. So, you know, they kind of listen in and just find out when I tell you absolutely nothing helpful. But I do appreciate you calling in <laughs> um, and getting at least the question out there, Pete. Even if I don't have the greatest answers sometimes, it is appreciated for you to make the call. Thank you. And, and one more thing. We're probably not going to get another stimulus check, right? Well, I mean, I'm thinking we we may get another stimulus, but I don't think it really depends on who wins in November. That's my suggestion. I think if okay. uh, you know if you know if the right wins, no. If the left wins, yes. But I'm not too sure who they're going to be sending it to. So it's going to be interesting to find out. At this moment, that's one of the things that they're kind of 
when they're in the office arguing about, right? One wants to give out another 1200 The other person wants to make it 600 But both of them seem to want to give something out. Just not sure how much. I know. It's a shame they just argue all the time. They really don't get a whole lot done, do they? <laughs> Do not. If you and I worked in the same way, we would never get anything done. Oh my goodness, we would be yeah, we'd be fired by the time we got there. Because All right. we everything. Thank you so much, sweetheart. All right, bye bye. All right, I do appreciate your call in. And if you would like to call the show, we're gonna have one more break, and then that will be it for this uh, this Saturday. It's a beautiful day outside, so I think a lot of you guys are probably in your car. But if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your calls, talking about taxes, talking about what we can do to resolve our personal tax issues, and making sure that you guys are staying in compliance because without compliance, without staying in and doing just like Pete and these people, at least you guys are mailing them in and getting them done, even if the IRS has dropped the ball. The only good thing I forgot to tell you is if you mailed it in and it's post-dated that you know they received it, you're going to get your refund plus 8% interest annually. Uh, so you get a little extra money um, on those deals, but it still doesn't help replace the money that you're supposed to get. All right, we're going to get right back from this break in just a moment. I don't want to be on the radio. If you don't want to be on the radio, you can always email or text me. But uh, bottom line is we have someone on the phone, Kristen. And Kristen, what can I do for you? Yes. Um, so the last two years, I have been a caretaker for my father. And in 2018, I did not file because I didn't make enough money. I lived with my partner, who is also the father of my child, so he claimed me in 2018, okay. um, and he submitted his taxes for this year and claimed me again, and we had to amend um, because he wasn't supposed to have done that, okay. and um, which has put me in a pickle because I've never received um, the, the stimulus. 1200 stimulus, nor did I right. receive my refund. And I'm just wondering, right. am I ever going to see it? I tried to reach out to taxpayer advocates. Um, and I'm, Yeah, I'm they're overloaded because, yeah, it's going to take a while. First, they have to accept his amended return. Then you have to e-file your return um, if you try so to I send it in. Okay, uh, so I you know his amended was accepted? It was accepted, and he received okay. his refund, and they accepted his amendment, but then nothing on my end. And that was so you were four months were you able to e-file your tax return, or did you mail it? Um, I e-filed. Okay, you did. Okay. Well, you sound like you're a lot like, I believe it was Pete that called in earlier, where he sent in his back in April or whatever, and he hasn't received his was by mail. But either way, the bottom line is they may be checking in on yours because you were – how much, if I may ask, did you make a livable wage that year? Yes. Okay, and, you know, because in yeah. some cases, I think they're looking into someone that's trying to claim $2,000 or, three, you know, $3,000, and they're already claimed by somebody else. It may have waived something looking to see, did this person actually support themselves? Were they truly able to, you know? Um, 
but right. that doesn't change. You would, I, and so when you go to irs.gov and look at it, it just says no information, or it says they're reviewing it. What does it say? Um, it just says at this time that, that there is no refund for me. No. Oh. Usually it will say they've received the tax return and they're processing it, or it will say that um, that it's being reviewed. We've got two of them that have that little message in there that was received but being reviewed. But it should say that they've received it and that it's either being processed, reviewed, or you can have an expected date of, you know, your check leaving on this date or whatever, if you're getting mailed electronic. So I would double check the irs.gov again and see where my refund is and just see if there's any additional information. But otherwise, you know, I would call the 1-800-829-1040 and get someone on the phone to make sure your personal tax return was accepted. Even though I know you okay. e-filed it, but make sure it was accepted. Okay. Do you think okay. that it would help if maybe I sent in a paper form just to have backup? I think you'll probably confuse the IRS if you do that. We don't want to do that. No confusion. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh huh. All right. Let's go. Phone lines are lighting up. Great. We got Jim and Gallatin. Hey, Jim. Yes, my wife passed away in March. Is there any documentation I need to fill with this year's tax return to verify that? You're gonna. Well, you're gonna need a copy of the death certificate. Um, If there's a refund. Um, they're going to want, uh, you know, since you are married, it's really very straightforward. There'll be an additional form to issue the refund in your name. Uh, but other than that, nothing for the IRS. Um, I'm assuming if she was on Medicare or Social Security, that's already been submitted and filed. But from the IRS and tax situation, not really. Just a copy of a death certificate would be all would be needed. All right. Thank you very much. Sorry about your loss, Jim. All right. Thank you. All right, let's hit Joseph in Murfreesboro. Yeah, well, hey, good Joe. afternoon. Hope you're having a good weekend. I am. Uh, my question is, is, it has to do with refinancing my home. I just heard mm-hmm. that, I don't know, the numbers, Fannie Mae, they're going to be charging you a fee for refinancing after December 1st. Can you ex- expound on that? Honestly, you're the first person that has asked about that, so I don't know if I can at the moment. Um, I know that with interest rates so low, they may not be making um, a lot of uh, money on some of these deals. But um, And, of course, under the tax code, it doesn't hurt a lot of uh, um, Nashvilleans. My Californians, it does. You know, you can only really refinance up to 750 for the purpose of tax interest. You can certainly have a bigger mortgage, but um, I do not know about any additional fees and if they're even going to be on the tax code as far as are we going to be able to write any of those fees off. I would probably say no um, because they don't allow us to write off any of our closing cost fees or anything. But, no, I don't have a lot on that one, but I will look it up, and if there's something that applies to taxes, I will bring it back on here, okay? All right, dear. Well, thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate you. Thanks. Let's hit Rosie in Nashville. Hi, Hi, Rosie. Sorry, Thanks for taking my call. Um, Quick question. For tax funding purposes, I'm retired. My husband's still working. But once he retires and before the RMDs are due, um, are due to kick in, does it make sense to, instead of filing Social Security um, at 65 or 66, well, he's already 65, so before 70, let me say mm-hmm. that, yeah. um, I was thinking that for tax purposes, we should live off the 401k 
um, and withdraw that. And then once the Social Security kicks in, then um, the RMDs and the RMDs kick in, then the RMDs will be lower because we've depleted some of the account. Well, and you have a couple options, and I, I will tell you, Rosie, this. I will say you probably need to go talk to a financial planner because I think they need to crush, crunch some numbers in a couple different ways. Obviously, Social Security in itself is not taxable unless you're drawing additional money, and that would be like thirty-five or 40000 um, and then Social Security could become taxable. And, of course, the first 27000 if you're over the age of 65, um, is free money. So we don't want to not take some, but it may be – um, a split between your two scenarios. Maybe you start your social security, but you take out a little less, or maybe you're right. I have many clients. I, I deal with Hank Parrott um, and a lot of his clients come to me. And, and that's exactly what you said he has going where they leave the social security growing at 8% up to the age of full. Um, I think it's 70 and they're yeah. drawing down their, their, their 401ks or IRAs because they're at a lower tax bracket right now. So they can take up the first hundred thousand, keep it in 12%. And that way, like you just said, then they'll be at a lower tax bracket when and taxes are probably going to go up, but you know, when they hit that mm -hmm. 70 break uh, situation. So it is a good mathematical theory of what you're doing, but there might be something in between. And then how far do you go? Do you take it all the way up to the hundred thousand mark every year just to keep it and then reinvest it in after-tax accounts? You know, I don't, I'm not a financial planner, but I'd be, uh, I work with quite a few of them and, and we crunch numbers all the time under that situation. But I would definitely suggest talking to someone, but your mind is on the right track. Okay. Yeah. I, I have definitely talked to someone. Um, cool. and, but in my mind, I was planning all this, um, you know, like through my working years. I do years. the same thing all the and time. so now it's, you know, coming to uh, fruition, I guess. Okay, thank exactly. you so much, Dr. Friday. No problem, Rosie. Thanks. All right. I might be able to get Danny if he can talk fast. Hey, Hello. Danny. Hello. Hi. This is the, I, I uh, want to thank you for, uh, next to uh, for the information you gave out of your, on your program uh Oh, uh, I guess I, I heard it about a couple of years ago. Where if you got an RMD, you can uh, just uh, write that. It's, you're better off just write the uh, part of or all the RMD to your donation, uh, your charitable. Uh, or, yeah. Qualified charitable deduction. Yes, right. I thoroughly my, love that. Yes, sir. And my question is, uh, if I want to add to my, my RMD this year, can can I just take uh, a, a portion of, uh, say, a, an IRA and add that to it and get the same deduction? Yes. IRAs, 401Ks, they all have the qualified if you're over the age of 70 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm well over that. So. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Good job. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I didn't know if I could add that uh, portion out of my IRA to my yes, RMD and get the same deduction. That's, that you got it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good thinking. Yes, you can. Thank you much. Thanks. All right. We're hitting the end of the show here. I appreciate all of the calls. If you would like to join or call my office on Monday, if you've got questions, 615-367-0819. Check out the web at drfriday.com. You can also met up, make a tax appointment, or if you just need some consulting, just make an appointment through there, or email friday at drfriday.com. I hope you guys have an awesome Saturday. The weather is great outside, so go out and enjoy yourself. Cop you later.